Hello and welcome to another edition of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I'm pretty stoked for this conversation today because I really have enjoyed getting to know and learning about getting connected with Anna and Angela, who are from the Behavioral Specialist Team for the Lincoln Park Schools. And it's it's been fun. What it's been like two years now, where we've like connected and worked on stuff, had conversations about what to do. It's been a quick two years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm stoked for wherever this conversation may go. Um, it's one of those things where Lincoln Park. Just a little bit about it. Um, it's a city of about 30,000, 35,000, something like that. And um, it's an aging population, except now we have an influx of the Hispanic community on the northern side of Lincoln Park because it touches southwest Detroit. And But it, we don't have as many kids as we used to, so some schools have closed. But we're also not in an area where... Um, we've had economic challenges over the last few years. It's not been the bustling place that many people remember it of the 50s and the 60s, the place where they went to shop. That is no longer what Lincoln Park is. It's just it's generally a bedroom community for Detroit and a pass-through for people going down 4th Street or 75 because both cut right through the city. Um, so that's a little bit about... Lincoln Park and why this conversation I think is so important um, with kids and school and education. Um, personal, uh, that's a personal thing for me. Um, we've talked about that before. I've loved um, education for myself, but also it's been something that's been important in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, my grandmother was a, a reading specialist in the Milan school system. And so she cared about those kids and she worked with those kids. And so I really highly respect what you guys are doing because you guys, anyway, let's get to it. Um, <laughs> well, would, you, would you introduce yourselves? Absolutely. Um, my name is Angela Burley, and I'm a behavior specialist in Lincoln Park. Uh, this is my third year, the start of my third year here, and I came from another school district where I was at for about 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when this position came open, it was kind of a dream job for someone who had been a school social worker, behavior specialist for about 17 years. I saw the opportunity not just for me, but the mm-hmm. opportunity to work with kids that I really cared about. Yeah. I started working in Lincoln Park. Uh, my first job in Michigan after I moved here was in uh, at Sears Lincoln Park. All right. Yeah. So and, those, uh, yeah. those Lincoln Park ties. <laughs> yeah, in about 1988. So um, so why not come back? Why not come why back not? and finish my career here? There you go. <laughs> why not? It's got some good stuff. Yeah. Okay. My name is Anna Shankowski, and I have been, um, I'm also a behavior specialist in Lincoln Park. I've been in the district, this is my fourth year. Uh, Prior district, I was at a high school for 10 years. Okay. Um, My focus in Lincoln Park is elementary, so Uh, that was new, a new world to me, and um, I have enjoyed it, and I have learned a lot, I can tell you that. Um, I was also, like Angela, and um, had the opportunity to go from being a social worker to a behavior specialist. And yes. very excited about where the district had 
hopes and dreams of heading to and have been lucky enough to be a part of watching that and a part of that as it's progressed, which was the trauma-informed resilience focused school district. Yes, which is what we connected over. Yes. Uh, which I, I am going to have you guys explain that a bit. Um, but first, why um, why Lincoln Park now? Um, you hinted at it with going mm-hmm. to there's been a change. And so um, I'm guessing that change, we're talking about a brand new superintendent probably about five years ago now, um, who has set a different path for Lincoln Park. And so it's pretty exciting. Extremely uh, exciting. Um, yeah. So what what kind of excites you about uh, where Lincoln Park is going? Um, I think, I mean, my, my thing is, one thing, they the, the um, Nicole Chubb, the new special ed director okay. that's here in Lincoln Park, her background and her love and her first title is social worker. So that's where uh, okay. that's where her education comes from. Mm-hmm. So when she stepped into this position, which are big shoes to fill, right? When yep. you become a special ed director anywhere, I don't care the size of the district, right? right? That doesn't matter. Um, and she is the one that I think like teamed up with Terry and like uh, okay. this vision then grew because Terry supported it, right? Yes. And Terry being the superintendent. Terry being the superintendent recognized that what Nicole was seeing was indeed and a concern for, mm-hmm. for the families and the students that are here in Lincoln Park. So together they talked about a plan and Nicole like took it and ran with it and connected with people she had connected with before, brought them in, said we have this need, and this nice. program developed, this plan. And it's not a little program. It might right. be a small district, but this is not a small program. So it took many people, which I think is why God led us here. Right. Because, you know, he knows what's happening before it even happens. Right. And you guys yeah. were brought in because of their vision. Right. Because of right. the program. They're like, okay, we're going to go right. down this different path, so now we need to hire Absolutely. a behavioral specialist yeah. team. Yeah. yeah, that is yeah. correct. So so what happened is what we know is that behavior is communication, right? Mm-hmm. We have to look beyond the behavior that we see. Mm-hmm. And um, Nicole, I think, started bringing that up, right? Mm-hmm. She started bringing right. that up and saying, behavior just isn't behavior. Yeah. They're, you know, kids are not acting like this because right. they're bad, right? Right, right. Or um, just because they've learned to act like this, they're mm-hmm. acting, they're, they're telling us that they need something, that their needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. And so what, what happened is we started... Well, it was their vision first, and then we came on board, and we're all the whole district is working together with the community, right? Because we which is so amazing can't do it alone, right? Um, You know, it's a different it's a different approach because we're coming from a needs based okay a needs based um, Mm -hmm. um, what's the word I'm looking for like a needs based based approach right rather than just seeing the behavior as behavior yeah. And and this part about bringing in the entire community, which is mm-hmm. how we connected. Yes. I mean, it's really that sense that we can't just keep off to our own little set. We're, well, I've got this. I'm only going to take care of this. Right, and, right. And seeing that across the board, if our children are not successful, none of us are successful. Exactly. Right. Um, and that it's going to take the whole community to come at it. Absolutely. So what would you say from your vantage point would be the greatest struggle of school-age children in Lincoln Park that you're noticing? 
or a couple of struggles that you're seeing? Um, I guess one of the, the biggest things that we're noticing, but I don't think it's a Lincoln Park thing, if okay. I can go there. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But, think, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a, I think it's a, a world thing. Okay. Um, as far as like the lack of personal communication and connection. Ah, uh, um, social media and, and phones have gotten in the way. It's, well, <laughs> I mean, it's, we can't deny it, right? Like even right. as adults like us, those of us who did not grow up with that stuff, right. we're very lucky. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And now as adults, we've learned to, to try to balance that life. But I, I don't, I feel like our kids have had less, hugs and touching and eye contact and talking mm. to each other play play has mm-hmm. like like who's playing now like preschool maybe but then you get into school and it's mm-hmm. like it's time to work like, like they don't even play like they're not playing tag or hide and seek or like I mean I I hope so but I we're not yeah. seeing it and we're kind of finding that we have to teach those things once right. they're in school mm-hmm. Like even at recess time, because I know we've talked mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Like they they actually have stuff to play with, but they don't know how to play with it Mm-mm. because they've never right. been shown. Right. Which is kind of scary, especially for older people. Because I know I've told the story to some about how our kids don't know how to use a slide, and they look at me. The older folks look at me like I have two heads, and I'm like, no, it's because nobody showed them. Well, and You're, like the older people, that's what they had to play with, right? They right. Had there the were right. and the swing. Right. There were there was nothing else. <laughs> and maybe no. a ball, maybe. Maybe. Maybe but a ball. There's maybe, probably a like, tree and grass. That's kind of it. Right. right. And right. now, like it's just, it's very different. And I mean, I I love the fact that we can think we've given our kids everything and every opportunity, but yeah. have we really given them every opportunity, or have we limited? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I just and heard so I, right before the school started, the school year started that. Um, somewhere out in California has now banned all electronic, like all like mm-hmm. iPads, because oh, yeah. they're like our kids have to learn and they're not learning yes. with yeah. those things, mm-hmm. um, which is a total rethink because the big push had been right everybody gets technology, an iPad, yes. technology, right? Technology. Everybody's always yep. connected, mm-hmm. yep. and now it's like, well, maybe we haven't done the service we should have, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is also when we have to talk about about trauma, right? Ah. And um, and what our under, our understanding of trauma is. Mm-hmm. So trauma is an experience. So it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be that it's just one bad thing that happened. It okay. can be that a series of things have happened, mm-hmm. and um, and so now our our children's because because our kids have experienced trauma, maybe it was one event, or Mm -hmm. maybe it's a series of events, Mm -hmm. it's an experience. So trauma is an experience, right? So we can't treat trauma with just talking. So Anna and I are social workers. What do Mm -hmm. social workers do best? We talk. Social, right? Really, what we talk 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 at, right? Talk, 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 talk. (laughs) Sometimes we even talk with, but you can't talk kids, people, whomever, and we've all experienced trauma, right? Right. Yeah. You cannot talk someone out of trauma. What okay. what we have to do is we have to create new experiences. Mm-hmm. That's uh, how people get okay. past trauma. It's not through talking. Talking is part of it, right? We have okay. to talk about it. We have to recognize it. Mm-hmm. We have to name it. We have to talk about what we're going to do, but it's more about what we're going to do and what we are doing. And okay. so that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to create experiences, yeah. new experiences for our kids, because nice. that is the thing that builds resilience. So okay. we can talk about trauma a lot, but we try mm-hmm. not to. And okay. here's why. 
is because we know it exists. Mm -hmm. We absolutely, like I just said, we have to talk about it, but we have to talk about the resilience piece because that's how we get past it. There's no research that says that anyone who has experienced trauma is not going to quote unquote make it, right? Yeah. There's nothing that says that. What what research does say Mm -hmm. is that if we have new experiences, we can overcome, we can overcome our trauma. And so that's our goal. We want to have, we want our kids to have experiences in the community, Mm -hmm. in their classroom, Mm -hmm. on the playground, in the lunchroom. Every minute that we have them, we want them to have new experiences that grow their brain, right? In a positive, in a positive way. Um, because we also know that trauma affects the brain. It actually changes. Yeah. It changes mm-hmm. our the makeup of our brain. Um, I'm not the greatest at explaining that the whole scientific part of it. But it's but fascinating. I mean, it, is it is fascinating. It is. it is absolutely fascinating. But knowing that it changes the brain, but also knowing that we can keep changing the brain, right? Right. The, no. the brain is changing all the time. It's not stagnant. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here. We're here to grow those experiences, mm-hmm. grow new yeah. pathways in the brain. Anna, if I'm not saying that right, no, correct you, me. You're, but you're that's, gone, what we're, that's why we're here. That's <laughs> what we want to do. And we absolutely cool. cannot do that alone. Um, yeah. We need we need everybody on board. And right. I think that. I wanted to add, like, we're also talking to the families to encourage Mm -hmm. them to provide new experiences in the home as well Ah. so i don't we can't we are trying so hard to invite the families to learn this stuff as well yeah right because the more they know the better they can do we just we know that right Right. the more we all know the better we do Mm -hmm. so we're trying to connect the school piece with the community piece and at the home piece like it's an essential part right because you spend more time at home than anywhere else Mm -hmm. i mean you can only keep them so long at school that's right right so what are probably some of your favorite experiences that you all have created um, or can think about or you've facilitated in the schools? Any come to mind? I know you guys have done so many. I know. I, I know. Yeah, we have. I, I really, um, I love that almost every single classroom has a community mm-hmm. circle every morning. Yes. Nice. Uh, especially at the, at the elementary level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening at the middle school as well. Okay. And the high school, maybe a little bit less just because there are, you know, six or seven classes in one day. And yeah. they, they, they need the credit, right, to, to mm-hmm. graduate. But um, in, at I believe in almost every elementary classroom there is a circle happening every morning and in some classrooms more than one and what a circle is everybody actually sits down in a circle with no barriers in between including the teacher and they just get to know each other and it starts Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. questions like what is your favorite ice cream right okay Um, what is your favorite animal what did you do over the weekend you know those those kinds of things yeah and it's amazing that those, it just sounds like the simplest, mm-hmm. you know, the most simple um, starter, right? Yeah. But it builds community. I've seen it. I've seen it again and again. Have you wa- Have you seen it where at the beginning of the year, as everybody's kind of struggling with they're back in school or they've started school for the first time, so they're still trying to figure out the rules, and maybe because they haven't had a whole lot of interaction with others, like they really struggle, and then through that community circle, it's like they, they change. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, there, there's a student um, that I can think of, mm-hmm. and he he's dealt with a lot in his life, probably more than 
you know, the, then the three of us maybe put together yeah, yeah. in his very short life. And um, at first, when we started the circle in his classroom, he didn't participate. He would sit at, uh, his, at his desk and he wouldn't okay. participate. And um, he started to he started to join the circle about halfway through the year. Okay. Okay. And then, but the following year, he was in the circle every every day. Yeah. And there was no there was no pushback. There were yeah. there was no questioning. He mm-hmm. was just there, and he was he was he knew that he was part of that community. Nice. But I believe at the beginning, he didn't believe he was really going to be part of the community. Yeah. And so, what's amazing is that you can build a community is not just you know, a store that's nearby, right? Right. Or a church that's nearby or right. a series of houses. Yeah. It's, you can create community right in your classroom. Nice. Yeah. Well, and how much that, that changes his life and others' mm-hmm. lives. Right. Um, because had he, had you all not started this process of the, of the resilient child and having these experiences, that child may have never felt like they were part of the community. Yes. Which bodes all kinds of problems once you become an adult and you don't feel like you are part of the community. Um, So what do you see as one of the ultimate goals of the Resilient Child Program because it is system-wide for Lincoln Park? Um, I would say, like, when I I think about it, I kind of think of the Circle of Courage, which if you're you're not familiar with that, it's basically, it goes, it's another thing that goes way back, just like restorative practices in the community circles, goes Mm -hmm. way back in time from the Native Americans, the tribal times, where, like, as a person, we all have a circle. And in that circle, there's the four categories. And help me out here, because this Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Angela's the queen of circles here. So we've got um, (laughs) belonging, which is the number one, Uh, right? You need to feel like you belong. Like we all need to feel like someone cares about us, and that we're part of something. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mastery, Mm -hmm. independence, and what's and generosity? Generosity. Oh, generosity. Those are right. So those are the four areas that we focus on, and I I believe if we if we have success in that, just teaching kids what it feels like when your circle is whole, yeah, as compared to when your circle is broken in Uh, any of those categories, if we can teach them that, yeah, like wow, like Mm -hmm. what will that do for them as they grow up, right, and like are in relationships, have jobs, become parents. Like, that is so important, and that I think that is something we Mm -hmm. hope to teach them, and we're and the teachers themselves, we're teaching them. Like the adults are learning this stuff Mm -hmm. and like doing some self reflection, which is really important. This is a hard job, right? Because little people is a hard job, right? (laughs) And you've you've pretty much asked all the teachers. You know, they've had a certain way of doing their classrooms for years, and this requires them to kind of reset how they... It does. We have asked that. You're right. Yeah. And so um, what does that reset look like? Where you've asked them, you know, uh, you know, used to, they come in the classroom, they've got to control the classroom, and they mm-hmm. have to teach something. They have to get some kind of knowledge into the, the brains of the, of the mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. And so what does that now look like with the resilient child focus? Mm-hmm. So um, we're still teaching. 
right? Okay. Because that's oh, we're yeah. that academic. Doesn't stop. Right, right. That doesn't stop. You still got to have knowledge. Yeah, we, we absolutely are still teaching, but we know that we have to do it differently because our kids okay. are different, um, mm -hmm. and that's that's uh, a different conversation, right? Of yeah. why that's happening. Yeah. Um, we've changed. You know, our kids have changed. We've changed how we have raised them, and right. so we have to teach them differently as well. So we know that we have to do things differently. So every teacher greets our students every single day by name and that can that can look very different sometimes it's a high five sometimes it's a hug um, okay it, and it's amazing how that starts off a day that that starts to build community yeah. then we do the circle that we just you know that we just talked about okay another thing that we do um, is we do allow play so I know that across you know across the nation that has yeah. been talked about a lot in Lincoln Park we we do allow play okay um, so we have I believe two to three recesses nice. per day, which is so important. Yeah. We also talk about meaningful movement in the classroom. Ah. We know that kids cannot learn just when they're sitting. They need to move. Yeah. And um, so that's that is now allowed. So that's very purposeful. Mm -hmm. Yay. Purposeful yeah. Yes. Yay. And it's not like a dance or a free for all or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's our, we do have an occupational therapist, a general educational occupational therapist that works with us. That's part of our mm -hmm. behavior support team. Okay. And she has taught us and the district mm -hmm. um, what to do kind of, so yeah. let's say, let's say a classroom is, they're just kind of like up really high for that day. Yeah, yeah. She's taught, she's taught teachers exercises to do to help them calm down. Nice. Right. We're also doing mindfulness okay. in, um, I think, most of the classrooms yeah. at all levels. Wow. So sometimes it's once a week. Sometimes a teacher will just see that, oh, we need a mindfulness moment, right, or a yeah. mindfulness minute. And she or he will stop the class and just do a mindfulness practice. Nice. Right? So um, a lot of different things are happening. Teaching mm -hmm. is absolutely still happening. Yeah. Another thing that we're that we're working with the teachers on is just the way that and, and us too, we, we all need we all need a different style, a different approach. Right. Is the way that we talk to kids. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. we're we're questioning differently, right? So okay. instead of going let's say two students are arguing, okay. right? When I was a kid, right, uh -huh. someone would maybe walk up to us and say, What what did you do? Right? What Knock it off. Exactly. Yes. Cut exactly. it out. So stop it. Down, right? Now yeah. we, we want to start with, oh, what's going on? Okay. Right? What happened? Right? Yeah. We want to hear from them because at the same time, Anna mentioned restorative practices earlier. We yeah. want them to learn how to restore uh, with each other. And if they need they need a helper like us or their teacher, then we're there to help. Right? Yeah. Um, but they're starting to do it on their own. It's it's beautiful. And right nice. in right in the classroom or right on the playground, we'll yeah. see kids beginning to restore with each other. Can you talk about when the girls on the playground circled were arguing yeah. and then they circled up right on the playground? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was, okay. And this was so. This is my fourth year again. So this was two years ago. So okay. we had only been really doing the restorative practices stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think our trauma stuff had really been introduced to the district yeah. yet at that okay. time. Um, so we had been practicing community circles. We had been practicing affective statements, affective nice. questioning, teaching that stuff to the children too, not yeah. just us, but the students were learning it. So I was there at a school 
and out at recess, and I noticed, like, a little arguing going on, like, Mm -hmm. by the swings. So, you know, I watched it and paid attention to it, and I saw these girls. There was, like, seven of them, and they got into a literal circle, a standing circle, and looked at each other and took turns talking about what happened. Like, oh, wow. No talking piece, <laughs> nothing like that. They didn't yeah. need a facilitator. I wasn't standing there with them. I could yeah. see and hear what was going on, and I was amazed. Like, yeah. I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like they're doing it. Right. Like, this is actually they're, working they're without doing it yeah. on their own. Like, it, yeah. and they resolved it. And then the one little girl who I had a relationship with, like, ran yeah. up to me and was like, Miss Shankowski, we solved it. And I'm yeah. like, yay! I'm like, I'm yay! I don't High know what fives. you found, but yay! Yes. <laughs> yes. They did it, and they were proud. Like, it was great. Yeah. Right. Instead of a fist fight or people nope. taking sides. No fight. Yeah. Nope. I mean, it almost sounds like our entire society could use this training. Oh, for sure. Oh, like, like whenever, no yeah, mm-hmm. and Facebook could use this training. Right. <laughs> right? No. Can we circle up and talk about this instead of well, we mean, just hate yeah. each other? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like, Absolutely. it's we talk every time we train, we always say, like, this is a lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. not, yeah. like, it's not as something that we do. It's something we are. Yes. Like, we breathe it. Like, mm-hmm. we just, we live it. Like, it's mm-hmm. changed the way we do our everyday roles, which there's many, right? right? Many roles. So it's changed your brains as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As well as the teachers, whoever's yep. facilitating. Because the, the goal is that everybody in the school system facilitates. Absolutely. Yes. That um, is our goal. Like, yeah. like everybody uh, that is employed by the school system. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is kind of amazing to think about. It's not just, well, we'll have a couple people at each school, but instead no. yeah. everybody's yep, involved. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, In fact, Lincoln Park won an award for this from Star Commonwealth, didn't they? For for being like um, what was that back in 2017? No, 2018. Yeah, Yeah, that was the first after Mm -hmm. the first year, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the whole it was the first time a whole school system had taken it on. That's that's correct. So I I believe, and I I hope I'm not misspeaking, but I believe that always before it's been a person, it's never been a district. So we were the first Ah, district to receive the recognition um, as a district because we have done it together. It really has not has not been one person. It may have been the vision of one person right. at the beginning, but it really is the vision of every person, you know, in Lincoln Park. Which is so awesome. Yeah. And Star Commonwealth is the um, the entity that came up with this. Is that uh, accurate to say? Um, they're the ones that trained you all, a group yes. of you all, right. how to do it and right. then take it through the entire system. Right. Yes, that is correct. So, um, <clears throat> so... Bill Steele, I don't know. He's a he's a social worker. I, I don't know how many people have heard of him. Okay. But I heard of him when I was a student in mm-hmm. the social work program at Wayne State. So he had done a lot of just research on trauma. Okay. So he started the Trauma and Loss Institute. Mm-hmm. And then Star Commonwealth, I believe that... That was started years ago, like yeah, like early 1900s, late 1800s, yes, like yes, 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 in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, in Albion, Albion, I believe, it's, Albion, I believe it is. Yeah. And so they, at some point, merged, and then okay. they they have they're starting to train, you know, districts, and mm-hmm. um, they've trained people and individuals, and maybe yeah. some groups for for a long time. Okay, but I do know that they went to Taylor schools. Okay. Uh, several years ago, probably okay. about 10 years ago, I'm going to guess. Okay. And they did a training there and did research at the same time. All right. And then and then they came here mm-hmm. 
um, and and started the training the training here with with the the um, what they wanted to do was come and train us so that we then could train the rest of the district. Nice. So we have a lot of train the trainers mm-hmm. okay. and, um, and we have wanted to expand that not only in the district, but to, you know, to the community yeah. as well, because yeah. it is, it's information that people need to, they, they need to know this information. And yeah. Here's, yeah. here's the, the best part about it too, mm-hmm. is that the stuff that we have learned helps like all children, whether yes. they have yeah. experienced trauma yeah. or not. Like, this is a way to communicate and, and be very respectful and teach people how to talk. Like, yes. it's all, it's it's not like you can only be like, well, have you experienced a trauma? No. Okay, well, then you're in another class. Yeah. Like, right. it's, everything we do is for everyone. Right. Like, it comes in on the, in the first level, base level. Well, and you all were willing to do a modified training for um, the clergy and mm-hmm. anybody from the congregation who, it, yeah. and, uh, different congregations participated. And I remember thinking, because I had to take pastoral care in divinity school and thinking, this is like the best since then. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. this is like getting at, <laughs> at stuff we need to be uh-huh. mindful of because mm-hmm. all of us, mm-hmm. all adults, children, the trauma is across the board. And then there's the resilience piece yes. right. of making sure that I am being aware of how am I building resilience in mm-hmm. my congregation yeah. with my yeah, people, absolutely. no matter their absolutely. age. Absolutely. Um, yeah. How are we interacting? And so it really is about that. It's really about being purposeful. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, we have to be mindful, but then we have to be purposeful. We can't just just stop with, oh, yep, yeah, we know about it, right? Right. We have to be purposeful with our approach. So if it's okay, I'm going to go back to the circle of courage that yeah, you know, yeah, were talking, talking about earlier. Um, so there are four components to the circle of courage. And mm-hmm. if you think that you know someone who is kind of a whole healthy person, okay. you will know that they that they have healthy generosity, that they have healthy belonging, mm-hmm. that they have healthy mm-hmm. um, mastery, that they have healthy independence. Okay. And so that's, those are the things that we're being purposeful about. So if a teacher brings a student to us, right, and says... Mm-hmm. We, I, I don't know what to do with him or her, right? The yeah. behavior's out of control. Yeah. We don't say just, oh, let's just go look at the behavior. We sit down and we look at that circle of courage. Mm-hmm. And we it's an educated guess, but we make a guess. Okay. What are What is the student missing, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where we go. Right. So uh, it can be if, if a student is missing belonging, then yeah. we may take it a step further. Do you, does, does he or she need belonging with an adult, right. with a peer, mm-hmm. or both. with both? <laughs> right. you know? both? And so our yeah. interventions, the way that we've done interventions mm-hmm. this year, last year, and the year before for me has been very different than interventions previous to that. Okay. So, you know, so I, I've said many times, I think he or she needs a mentor, right? Ah, I think he or she needs a circle of friends, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's no, there's no belonging at school. And so we're just very purposeful about, about looking at that circle of courage and then looking at it again and looking at it again to make sure that we are addressing those four components with our students. Nice. And so when you work with that student, do, is there ever like a moment where you can see the light bulb go off in them and they like, they, they like, I got this. Like all of a sudden yes. they are living into something that, you know, 
that wasn't possible months earlier. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta love the success. Yeah, it really, it, it really is, and we still have struggles. We yeah. still have oh, struggles, yeah. yep. um, but we don't give up. You know, mm-hmm. we go, we go back to the table, and and sometimes yeah. we have to say we don't have the answer right now, ah. but we're still, we're still not giving up. We're gonna keep looking. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that Star Commonwealth, to, you know, has taught us to be okay. curious, to be curious, mm-hmm. not to think yeah. that we have all the answers. It's okay if you come to the, the table and you don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like to say curiosity did not kill the cat when no. it comes when it comes to I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. Absolutely. I would be. You I would be. be very much. I. Whew. I would have been buried a hundred times more. <laughs> and we've, we've also, like, when, when we're talking about asking the questions and being curious, so there's a there's a word that we've tried to eliminate. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know this. This might be something new. I don't know. Uh, but, like, when, when we're asking questions, we have tried to tell people to just drop the why. Ah. The why questions. Okay. Don't because, ask why. Yeah, because it, it elicits an emotional response, ah. like, almost every time. Right? Like okay. if your example about the, the two fighting. Why are you fighting? Well, she, she, you know, you would get that, uh, that emotional response, which is really hard to de-escalate. Yes. So we've taught them why is for research papers or scientific method explanation. Okay. Like leave it there. Okay. And try to use the other W words. Okay. What happened? You know, where did this happen? You know, mm-hmm. or how can I help you use an H word? Like those mm-hmm. kind of things. What does your body need? What are you feeling? Like those mm-hmm. kind of things. Nice. So, and it's, it, that was a little challenging, I think, at first, mm-hmm. because even I use that a lot. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. are you upset? Yeah. You know, like those kind of things. And I, yeah. and I have learned, I have definitely seen a change with when I pick my words, very purposeful mm-hmm. with the words that I use. Mm-hmm. It's a different response from whoever I'm talking to. Well, I'm so glad that in the uh, my notes where I'm thinking of questions that I only asked one why question, <laughs> and it was to get an emotion like, See? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, purposeful, It was right? purposeful. It was purposeful yeah, way. all the others are like what and how questions. Uh-huh. Very good. <laughs> so, oh, phew. That was... All right. It's that curiosity. It is. It's like, no, no, no. I really want to get deeper with that. <laughs> um, what do you think are the challenges facing children that all of us should be aware of? Like, whether we have children at home or don't, um, that we need to be cognizant of? I mean, I, I definitely go back to the... I think we have rewired some of our kids' brains with mm-hmm. all the immediate, fast-moving uh, imagery, yes. fast responses, like patience. Oh, patience. Is, oh, that was hard. Right? Oh, that one hurts me. I know, but, like, it's important, right? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah, not discounting that. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard. Our little ones aren't really learning a lot of patience because everything is right away. Yeah. You know, like the game system, it's a right-away interaction. Right. Um you know, texting, right away response, you know, oh, yeah. like, I mean, even as us as adults, we get like, why didn't they answer me? And it's been five minutes. Right. You know, it's right. like, get, used to, you would call someone and you get a, a busy tone. Do you remember those days? 
and it'd be oh, like, yeah. oh. And then you call back and again call 500 back, back more and times. And busy. <laughs> right? We had to learn to be patient. We had no choice. We right. had to wait. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a whole lot of waiting going on now. We have fast mm. food. We have fast service. We have fast, 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 fast. And it's taught them, it's actually taught their, their neurochemicals, like, talk to each other differently oh, yeah. than children that were raised 40 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Which is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. I've noticed this. Um, I wouldn't have shown this movie to my 80 and up crowd, except that they asked to watch it. Okay. A, gr- a small group of us. So we we watched um, a Black Panther together. And Okay. Yes, yeah. and it, because they're their grandchildren and great grandchildren yeah. talked about it, mm-hmm. and their number one response was, they were like, "That moved too fast. Like I don't, I don't know what happened." Mm. And I'd say, oh, "Okay, well, let me explain what happened." And mm. I would explain then different parts of the movie where they were like, "It just moved too fast," and it still like even after I explained it, they were like. Had no idea. Even when I pointed out different characters, and this is what this symbol means, uh-huh. and this is what this means, yeah. it was still, it was too fast. And so I've noticed that with music as well, because I like music faster. And I can't stand for music to be slow. Like, I just want to die. <laughs> and and so, like, we, like, I can't, I, I just can't take it. Like, uh, or I, I'm going to have to go to sleep. And so I'll play things um, in worship. In spe- especially secular music, but I know that I have to play it, like I have to give them the lyrics or I have to, it has to be a lyric video or else they won't understand it. They won't catch any of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of interesting because my my younger kids are all like, oh yeah, I got this. And you know, they're, yeah, uh, yeah. they have no trouble understanding uh, what's going on in Black Panther. They have no trouble understanding the words to the song. And they have no understanding then of why the old people want to sing older, like, slow songs. They're yes. like, why do they sing so slow? <laughs> and I'm like, they were singing faster than uh, <laughs> they usually did before I, you know, they usually would before I got here. <laughs> yeah. That's that's an interesting point because it's like the... the the slower movies now would bore our little kids, right? Oh, like they oh, would yeah. lose interest mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Lassie. Like, could you imagine oh, yeah. any of our kids today, like sitting and oh, watching yeah. Lassie? Right. Like, right. I mm-hmm. like nope. to think about it now. And even I'm kind of like that. I find myself like I like those movies, like Black Panther. Yeah, I've seen it. You know, right. and I yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. And now when their movies are really slow, I'm like, change the channel. Like, you don't even <laughs> give it a chance, right? right. You're no. like, done. I I love James Bond. Yeah. And I love the Daniel Craig series. If anybody wants to argue with me, just don't. Um, <laughs> but it was funny because I had been watching the, you know, the new one was coming out. Maybe it was Skyfall. And I thought, well, let me go back and watch a couple of the old ones, even the good ones, like Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, slow. why? Why won't mm-hmm. this move faster? Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. stop? Like, come on, like, go. And yeah. I'm realizing that even movies where mm-hmm. I should like them, mm-hmm. it just, they, they move too slow. I, I can't do it. Yeah. It's, yes. And that is a rewiring. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. It is a total rewire. And to yes. go and to, to fix it is difficult. Right. Like, because the kids are like, well, difficult. no, just tell me the answer, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, tell me what the problem is. Tell me the answer. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get it over yeah, with. Exactly. Um, 
And I think the other, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I think the other thing that we really, that I'm concerned about is, mm -hmm. is the connection. So mm -hmm. what I want, what I want for our kids in Lincoln Park and all kids, because I, I will be a grandmother hopefully, you know, at some time soon. Right. Sometime. Um, okay. <laughs> All righty. Ten years. Um, what you know? What I want is I want our kids to have a purpose in mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. right? I want that to be shared with their family, and I nice. want them to know that they are extremely important to someone, at least one yes. person. Okay. Ah. Um, yes. It, they may even be that they may even be the most important person to someone. Oh wow! Um, you know, not that a phone is more important than me, right? Not uh. that you know my when I'm with my friend, he or she is on his mm -hmm. or her phone, yeah, almost half the time, right? Yeah. Or that we're when we're at dinner, everybody is on their phone. You know, right. not that the phone is the most important thing mm -hmm. or not that um, another relationship, right? If I'm a mom, even another relationship in my life, like a friendship, that's not more important than my kids are, right? Yeah. I want our kids to know that they are the most important person right. to someone. Yeah. I think that's my favorite thing that has been said this entire time. And yeah. I mean, you can almost feel it of yourself, of thinking right. through, yep. of wanting that yourself. Like, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I guess unless you're a sociopath, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that would, even that, I mean, I mean mm -hmm. there, it would have to be an extreme case where somebody didn't want that. Absolutely. Um, yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying like, you know, if, if a if a mom and or dad has seven kids, right, that right. you can't always think you're the most important person in that, in that family of seven kids or that you're the most important, you know, child in a in a classroom of 30 yeah. or 34. But you have to know that you're important to that teacher. Yeah. Um, you know, that that they're going to put time aside for you. Right. You know, that they're um their lunchtime is not even more important than you. Right. You know? Well, and, and when you do have that, when you feel that connection with the teacher, it's amazing because it goes with you your entire life. So I am friends still with my first grade teacher. Wow. Aww. Yeah. And wow. so uh -huh. it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, we're we're Facebook friends, so it makes it easier to, to catch up with yeah. each other. But it But it is that sense because there was that connection that many years ago, I'm not saying how many, um, <laughs> but that I have carried that relationship with me my entire life. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of research out there that says just takes one person, right? Like one yeah. person, like that Rita Pierce, is my saying yeah, it right? Rita, Rita Pearson. Pearson. Uh -huh. All mm -hmm. that, if, if you've never seen that, please watch it. Okay. Because like... She says it in a way that I couldn't even communicate no, it's it beautiful. to you. Is she a Absolutely TED Talk beautiful. or is she? Yes. It is a TED Talk. Oh, TED Talks. I'm like, yes. I mean, she she's like, and I mean, unfortunately, she's no longer walking the earth with us. Mm -hmm. um, but like, she was one person that I watched, and I was like, can I please like hug her? Mm -hmm. I just yeah. wanted to hug her because the things she says, like genuine caring, mm -hmm. thoughtful, purposeful, everything that, that I strive to be, yeah. she is. Oh, I that is was, amazing. Right? Um, but, like, she, yeah. I don't know, like, watch it. I, anybody, everybody should watch it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And yeah. she always, she she reframes, 
she yeah. reframes things. So I, I hope that I'm going to say this right. If not, you can watch it and would you know be like that lady did not know what she's talking about. But, <laughs> we can um, debate it later. We can debate. <laughs> but um, what she did with one of her students, she talks about this. So. You know, let, some some kids don't do well on their tests, right? Some right. kids' school is really hard for. Right. Mm-hmm. And what she did is she reframed it for them. So let's say, you know, a kid takes a 10-question a ten ten quiz, right, mm-hmm. and they only get three right. Uh, what does, yeah. if you look at the paper typically, mm-hmm. what would it say? 30%, right? Failure. Minus, you are a fit. Minus F seven. Or right. minus, minus seven. seven. Yeah. She put and it may have been it may have been a different number but mm-hmm. on her papers she yeah. put plus three right and so okay. we've changed our conversations with kids like wow you got three of them right yeah three of them right how did you do that right mm. because if you focus on the negative how they got the seven wrong you're mm. never going to teach them how to get the seven right ah. but if you talk about the three that they got right they mm-hmm. didn't it probably wasn't maybe it was a guess okay right Mm-hmm. But however they came up with the, whatever they used, yeah. right, mastery, their independence, right. whatever yeah. they used Straight to get that focus. three, yep. we're yeah. going we're gonna to build on that so that they can get four the next time and then five the next time. Nice. So it's reframing. It's just reframing yeah. the way that we talk to kids and the way that we see them. Mm. A lot of times when we go in on behavior consults, yeah. We want to know what is going well because we want okay. to build on that. Yeah. We don't want to spend 75% of the time talking about what we call the target behaviors. Ah, yes. Yeah. Right? We'll right. talk about it. We're not going to ignore it, right? right? But we want to know when things are going well and how mm-hmm. we can build on that right. and right. increase that time. Nice. And that kind of goes with um, my next question. Are there things we could be doing to help the schools, to help our students? Um you already are. <laughs> you already are. <laughs> I mean, I think there's some, there has been, since that very first meeting that we sat at the, all sat at the table together, right. that sparked like a fire that I don't think has stopped. I, I hope not. It's going to keep yeah. growing mm-hmm. and spreading and in a good way, you know? That, yeah. Well, how about for those listening, maybe that aren't around, what, should they be, I don't know, reaching out to their own school systems? Um, thinking of yes. listeners away. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, um, you know, reaching out for for tutoring, reaching out to see mm-hmm. if they need mentors, yeah. um, those kinds of things. Getting to know the kids in your immediate neighborhood. Ah, yes. You know, like uh, count, go outside and count three doors down and three doors the other way. Yeah. And if there are kids, find out their names. You know, just yeah. just talk to them. We need we need our kids to know that there's a community. That mm-hmm. is willing to, you know, willing to support them. Yeah. I know that um, we we've come to you guys and we've asked for kind of necessities, right. socks, right? We've asked for yeah. clothing, we've asked for backpacks, yeah. we've asked for toiletries. Um, we've never really had to wait even more than a week, mm-hmm. you know, to get those things. We're right. so we're so appreciative, yeah, because those things are, you know, they're so necessary. Right. And I would encourage, I think everyone needs to reach out to their, to their schools, to their churches, to, mm-hmm. you know, wherever um, their place is yeah. and, and see what they can do. Yeah. So if, you know, people are listening and they're like, oh, well, I don't know if my church does anything, then mm-hmm. prod the church to go out and meet yeah. the school next Absolutely. door Absolutely. or anybody yeah. else, any other right. nonprofit uh, to, to get to know, um, because sometimes it, the kids just. They even just need a note that says somebody cares about them. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. 
just even simple things. I think yes. we've taken that mind your own business thing a little too far. We have because yeah, we've minded our own business and now we don't even know each other. No, that's right. We don't know each other. We don't come no. out of our houses when we're on our porches and people walk by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you say hello, they're uncomfortable. Right. Instead of right, like, like what do you want? Like wait a minute. Like, hey, like are you going to do trouble? Yeah. Like a smile, a greeting. I think if if people can start modeling that stuff more, uh, your kids mm-hmm. see that. Right. Like just say hello. I mean, it doesn't yeah. cost us anything. Yeah. Nothing. No, I agree. All right. Well, I love this talk, and hopefully um, we'll do something else uh, in the future because you guys have some great wisdom, and um, Lincoln Park Schools, I'm I'm really proud of what they're doing and, and yeah, the work so that you all are yeah, engaged absolutely. in. Yeah. So I ask this question of everybody I interview, so uh, the answer can be as random as you want it. Uh, what piece of wisdom do you try to live by? That I'm not the only person on earth. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. And, That's good. You that know, is good. Yeah. I, I just, you know, and I, it made me think of it when, with what Anna just said. But um, we, we also have to get away from, like, everything is about us and we need to just take care of ourselves. That does um, not work. If every single person just took care of him or herself. Right. I, I mean, we, we really wouldn't have a society anymore. No. So, yeah, that I'm <laughs> no, not the only person on earth. And I, I know that if I'm going to be purposeful, mm-hmm. which I absolutely will be in my life, yeah, um, I have to do it with other people. I cannot exist without others. Nice. That's good. Nice. Okay, Anna? so mine, I, mine would be that if you think of someone, mm-hmm. let them know. Oh, so nice. and I I really try to practice that daily, reaching okay. out to someone, even just to say, "Hey, you popped into my mind. Yeah, just wanted to let you know I mm-hmm. miss you. Just oh, wanted to nice. let you know you matter. You nice. know, I mean, I I try to do that. Like, if you think of something and you're like, I'm really grateful that I had that experience with this person. Yeah. Tell them. Right. Pick up the phone. Send a text. It's really easy. But I mean, I think when people get those messages, sometimes it might be the only positive thing they've had that day. Uh, and it yeah. takes me two seconds. Right. 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 It didn't take you any it. time to do it. No. And I think we need more of that. Just more of that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you all for sitting and chatting with me. Thank and you for inviting you. us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And for all those out there listening, may um, you know that you belong. May you feel that independence. May you gain some mastery. And may gratitude just come over you. Have a great one.